Hello, welcome to another episode of Generation on a Mission. Today's episode is a good one if you're ever like, oh my goodness gracious, I cannot find patience for the life of me. I'm going crazy because my kids are always getting into everything. Or maybe I wake up ready for the day and my patience is shot by like 8 a.m. Or, you know, sometimes by 9 a.m. it's already shot for tomorrow too, right? (laughs) Maybe you're saying my kids just don't know how to listen and I've just had it. I'm constantly having to repeat myself. I'm constantly cleaning up messes and have mercy on me. Why can't we ever be on time for anything? (laughs) And then before you know it, you're yelling at your kids because your patience is no longer a virtue in your eyes, right? Does that sound like you? Raise your hand if it does. Come on. Come on. I know you. I know I see some hands in the back. Hey, mama, no worries. No worries because I have my hand raised too. And that's why I need Jesus. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes, mama, we do lose our patience sometimes. And yes, it is super hard being a parent. But we are here to unpack the why behind losing our patience and how to shift our thought process so that we become a little more patient during even the most trying of moments. Now, don't get me wrong. Is that saying that your patience is never lost? Absolutely not. There are still moments when our patience is lost or runs thin, but this episode is if you're trying to just decrease those moments and see things from a different perspective as opposed to from this perspective of my kids are just driving me crazy and I don't know how to deal with it, so my patience is gone, right? But that's what we're unpacking in this episode, and I can't wait to dive in with you. Let's do it, Mama. Hey there, Mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi, I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. So here's my question. Have you ever thought about the why behind, like, why is it so hard to be patient sometimes? Here's my thought. It's because our agendas and our visions don't align with those of our kids. And that is frustrating to no end, right? Our kids are designed to stop and smell the roses. Our kids are designed to test limits, to scope out their independence, and to explore literally every puddle that's on the way in the parking lot as they're walking from the car to the store or vice versa. Does it make it less frustrating? For me, I'm going to be straight honest with you. Sometimes that's a hard no, but if we start to look at the why behind why it's frustrating us and shift our mindset, perhaps it might become a little bit more easy to maintain that patience. So for me, I think we're constantly visualizing what our kids should be doing, like walking to the car without stepping in the puddles, and then getting frustrated when they don't do things exactly how you envision them being done, like stepping in every single puddle along the way every single time we go to the store when it's raining, right? It turns into frustration and a loss of patience because now that just creates more of a mess that you have to clean up and you only have one pair of good shoes for your kids and Lord help me because it's not even bath night. So now I have to squeeze that in today too. You had a vision that you would get in and out of the store without the mess, this go around and it just didn't happen. And now you're mad because your little one didn't listen, causing you more work. And if you can't tell, this is me speaking from experience here. 
so you're not alone or crazy. And then if you're like, that never happens to me, then well, perhaps maybe I'm crazy, so just come along for the ride, right? So maybe here are some more examples to which you can relate. You have this vision of everyone getting out of the house on time each morning by a certain time and your kids are taking the longest, making you late, right? Surprise. It didn't end how you wanted it to, so you end up losing your patience and you're screaming at them to just get ready already as you are looking for a lost shoe and shoving Cheerios into a grab-and-go bowl for them to eat in the car. It's not a pretty sight, is it? (laughs) But you're mad because your darn kids are making you late again. Oh, the shame, the shame. Or perhaps you are a teacher or a homeschool mom and you have the perfect lesson planned out, envisioning exactly how it's gonna go and you're like, yes, my kids are gonna love this. It's so much fun. It's going to go so well and he's going to learn and it's just going to be perfect. And then he doesn't wanna take part in anything that you've created. So you lose your patience because all your work and efforts and visions have just gone out the window and now he's not learning anything. He's getting his way and I'm frustrated. So you end up getting all cranky because you had it all planned out and it didn't go the way you wanted it to go. Why doesn't my kid just do anything I ever ask him to do? Why doesn't he want to learn? Maybe that comes out of your mouth. Or perhaps you have several kids and you're trying to get them all on the same sleep schedule but if one kid's asleep then the other one's awake or vice versa. All you want to do is take time in the morning to meditate and get your bearings together and prep what you can for the day and despite your best efforts one kid is always awake asking you to watch every little thing he does or he's trying to slam on your keyboard because he's fascinated with the keys and what happens? You'll lose your patience because you're so focused on what you should have gotten done but didn't get done. And now you're just all frustrated because it didn't turn out how you envisioned and your day is ruined and rightfully so. It's frustrating. Now is your day ruined? No, but it is a frustrating situation. If my kids could just sleep when they are supposed to, I would get my work done and that is making me frustrated. And that's just seemingly how life goes sometimes. And I'm going to share with you a conversation that my husband and I actually had about this the other day as well. About why we get so frustrated when God makes us wait or when he's requiring us to be patient and it's hard. And this epiphany kind of came over me, right? And I had to ask myself, well, why is it so hard to wait on God and be patient for what his plans are? Hmm, That's a good question. His plans don't align with our plans sometimes. And if you're anything like the control freak that I am, that doesn't always sit well with you. It's hard to stay patient because you want to know the when and the how he's going to provide for your family when your hubby becomes unemployed. You both have a vision of where he's supposed to be and it's not happening. That vision is not coming to life and that's making me angry, right? It's hard to stay patient because you want to know when God is going to provide you with the harvest after doing so much hard work. And every morning you wake up noticing that nothing is happening. There are no fruits to your labor. It's not turning out how I wanted it to turn out, how I pictured it turning out and it's frustrating to have these expectations that are constantly not being met and that's the same that goes for our kids we have these expectations and they're not being met which causes us to lose patience and get frustrated so you see I say this because we lose patience when we have this vision of how we want life or certain situations to look and it's not happening the way we want it to. So what happens? We get frustrated and we ask God, why is this not happening? Much the same as, why are you not getting your shoes on after I've asked you six times? Or, God, when are you going to answer my prayer? Much the same as, when are you going to pick up your toys without me having to ask? (laughs) Have you ever said that before? It's hard to just go with the flow when we want to see reality through our own lens as opposed to through God's lens or when we want to see how our kids should be behaving or how things are happening versus how things are actually happening. 
When we give that vision up to God and we just learn to trust in his plans for us without thinking of our what should be reality, then we become more patient with him. Same thing with our kids. And this is how it relates to our parenting. So if we think about it, the times when we lose our patience are the times when our kids aren't doing things the way that we envisioned them doing it, right? Or they keep doing the same thing over and 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 over again, which, you know, I can understand losing patience at that. That does get kind of frustrating. But when it's those times that they're just not behaving the way you want them to behave, that's the situation that I'm trying to say, well, let's see if we can switch our paradigm with this. So we lose our patience when our kids should be going to bed, but they aren't. Why? Because we envision and have hopes for them going to bed without issues. We envision them going to bed so we can get our much needed time to ourselves as parents. It's frustrating when their choices impede other aspects of our lives, right? Like when you go out to eat and they're screaming. That's impeding on your ability to enjoy your meal and it's impeding on other people's meals as well. And that's rightfully so. That is an incredibly frustrating situation. But that's ultimately why we are getting frustrated. And the fact that our kids aren't behaving the way we want, the way we want them to behave. We may get impatient with them because they aren't eating their dinner. Why is that? Because we want them to have a healthy diet or we want them to move on with our evenings or we slaved over cooking the food for hours and our kids should just be appreciative and like what you put on their plate. And instead, they're just complaining. And it's frustrating to watch our kids eat only chicken nuggets or have our kids throw their food on the floor every single day when they're done with their food, leaving us to clean up the mess. But is that on their end or is that on our end as parents? And see, that's where we switch our paradigm and gain a little insight. So now, what do we do with that knowledge? I feel like since we are starting to know the root of why we become impatient, we can learn to make a shift in our parenting. And to be honest, you might have known why you're impatient before today's episode. You might be saying, right, Michelle, I lose my patience because my kids take forever. I lose my patience because my kids don't listen. I'm not patient because my kids are constantly making messes and getting into things when I don't want them to. But here's the thing. When I gave you all those reasons why you became impatient, who was the subject? Your kids. What happens when we make that shift and what is causing us to become impatient? So let's shift our paradigm a little and think about it from this perspective. I lose my patience because I don't like it when my kids make messes. I lose my patience because I like to feel appreciated and they don't know how to do that yet. It bothers me when my kids don't eat because I haven't found a way to cook what they like other than chicken nuggets. My patience runs thin because I don't know how to communicate with them when they are frustrated or teach them how to have internal motivation with a task that needs to get done. I lose my patience because I don't know how to get my kids to listen when they are in a mood. Wow, can you feel the shift there? Maybe not. I hope so though. But that gives us so many new insights as parents, right? When we realize that we can't fix our kids' behaviors, we can just fix the way we communicate and parent by learning communication strategies, researching and connecting with our kids while understanding that we can't control the things they do. I think that can help shift our mindset so that we learn to become more patient. Our kids aren't necessarily going to change, but it's up to us to choose how we are going to adapt to meet our kids where they are and figure out how we can respond as parents and how we respond as parents may actually start to reframe your little ones reactions during those trying moments believe it or not we have to remember to allow them to have choices to let them express themselves when they're angry to make mistakes to have cranky days 
to have natural consequences because that's how lessons are learned sometimes, right? We have to learn that we can't think our reality for them is the reality that's going to happen. Meaning we have these visions of how we want them to do things like get dressed as soon as we tell them to. And then you come in to find out that when you return, they're still reading a book and you're left with five minutes to get ready. We can't have those visions and then get frustrated when they don't happen because your kid is being a kid. So when we expect them to return with them still reading a book, we can learn how to rephrase the expectation next time or how to excite them or how to communicate the importance of getting dressed on time. Or we can even be prepared with a consequence if they don't listen. But if we are expecting them to get dressed as is and they don't, that's when we come back disappointed or upset or rushed. Expecting that they won't be dressed changes our mentality because we learn how to become prepared when these moments happen. If we're prepared with, okay, I know I'm going to come back and she's not going to be dressed. What am I going to do? I become in control of the situation and I become more patient because I've prepared how to handle it. Or you can be pleasantly surprised and shocked when she does and say, wow, I really appreciate that you took time and the initiative to get dressed on your own. That shows big growth and I appreciate that so much. We have to adapt and we make changes when you understand that your expectations may not be met. So for example, my little one is taking forever to get dressed. What do I need to do to make this easier on all of us? How can I communicate the urgency that we need to get dressed? Well, do I have a routine in place? Would that help? Do I have visuals? Is that something that my child would benefit from? Do I need to adjust bedtime or the time that we wake up to account for the fact that I still have to remind her three times to get dressed? Can I lay out the clothes the night before? Should I set up a timer or maybe a stoplight system to let her know when she needs to amp up the speed? All of these changes are not changing the fact that your kiddo may take forever to do things, but it's learning that you might have to make changes so that the environment becomes less pressured during those rushed moments. And from there, surprisingly, your little one will be more willing to make those changes naturally. When you're not forcing it, they will learn to adapt to those environmental changes and they will make the changes that you are hoping to see. But here's another thing I want you to remember. Have you ever noticed that your kid takes even longer when they know your patience is running thin? (laughs) They know that they're being rushed and so now they have the upper hand because you're waiting on them. Why not see if they can strike gold and really test your patience and make you wait and yell, right? (laughs) If you though can do everything to alleviate that and alter your plans instead of their plans, there isn't much cause for impatience, which makes the situation a lot less stressful for all humans involved, right? And that involves keeping the ball in your court. Now again, as I mentioned before, am I saying that patience is never lost? Absolutely not. What I am saying is that it takes a whole heaping amount of learning, but you learn to get better as you go. So here's a couple instances that happened recently at my house with my kids. My one-year-old got into my ring light recently and my three-year-old decided to dissect it and I got impatient because I had to put it back together and I didn't know how to do that at the moment and I thought it was unfixable and I was upset and why did I get impatient and frustrated because he took apart my ring light when he knew he shouldn't have been playing with it but really should that have been the case I think that was on me because I was fiddling around on my phone for a few minutes not paying attention which was typically something I try not to do. And it was a weak moment for me. And now I know, okay, my phone's down, right? My phone is down. I'm focused on making sure my kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing or, you know, not doing what they're not supposed to be doing. And my ring light was also in an easily accessible location. Very well knowing that my one-year-old likes to get into everything. 
So in reality, my mindset of my one-year-old gets into everything and my three-year-old didn't follow my rule now turns into my ring light should have been put away and I should have been off my phone knowing that my three-year-old is curious and likes to take things apart. So now I know what I need to change so that it doesn't happen again. And of course, I did kindly address that with him as well in case he finds something that doesn't belong to him and he wonders if he could take it apart. So we talked about that too. So that way it's less frustrating if it were to happen again. Another example is yesterday when we went to go watch his cousin race and right before the race started, I asked him if he needed to go potty because his dad was going and it was a great time to go potty. He said no, obviously, because he wanted to watch the bigger race cars. Well, wouldn't you know, he had to go potty right before his cousin started his race and there was a line and someone told us if you hurry you might make it back in time well now that didn't look like it was gonna happen now did it <laughs> and I got frustrated because in reality he should have gone when I asked him to go in the first place in that moment I literally I had to take a step back and ask myself why did he not want to go well obviously he was fascinated by the bigger cars and that's fine he's three obviously that's normal right he didn't go on my timing and that's what made it frustrating to me he was going to miss the race and I was going to have to deal with that meltdown but I had to pivot my thinking and change what I'm going to do next time in that situation it ended up being fine he got to see the race all was well and I didn't need to get frustrated at the situation, but I had to take a step back and realize this happens. He's a kid. He doesn't always feel the urgency to go to the bathroom right when I ask him to, and that's fine. It just happened the way it happened, and I needed to take a step back and realize, okay, that's something I need to realize next time, and that's what I'm going to work on. So I still lose my patience, but it's all about conscientiously thinking about how I can adapt my mindset and my behavior so that I stop myself more easily from doing it again. It's normal to lose our patience and there will still be times when it happens, but we want to make sure we are doing everything to minimize that on our end by not expecting our kids to make the changes. We have to change the environment so that they're more willing and more encouraged to make those changes on their own. Not that I'm saying that they will never learn because they will, but kids are kids and they require a lot of patience and repetitions before they apply what you are teaching them. When we envision our kids doing things a certain way or we expect them to not have to be told 6,072 times before they do what we ask them to do, then we will be left with getting frustrated time and time again. What we need to do is stop and ask ourselves, what can I do differently about the situations so that way it creates less frustration for me and for my kids the next time this happens. What we need to do is stop and ask ourselves, what can I do differently about the situation so that way it creates less frustration for me and for my kids the next time this happens? What do our kids need in this situation in order for them to be successful? And sometimes it is a consequence. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we need to let our kids off the hook when they don't listen because we are so go with the flow or that we should just get used to asking them so many times to do something. That's not what I'm saying at all. We still need to have boundaries and structures, but what changes do we need to make so that we can promote an environment where there is less opportunity to become impatient? What I'm saying is that we need to learn how to effectively communicate with our kids without screaming and yelling at them to send the message that we are still supporting them when they do want to explore, but we are still establishing expectations and boundaries and still want to do what's best for them. It's our job to create that environment where they're able to grow their independence, have choices and learn on their own, but help them understand that there are limits and expectations that we can have in place. We do that by communicating with them with more patience and less, what? 
yelling. Yelling creates more frustrating moments for a whole family. And that's just not a healthy establishment to live in, right? No one wants to live in a family that yells at each other all the time, right? No. So this week, before you get frustrated, one, take a deep breath and ask yourself how you're viewing the situation. How can you make the situation less frustrating the next time or even this time if it's still going on? Are there any preventative measures you can make Or can you reframe the expectations in the environment around them so that the situation becomes less frustrating for you and everyone involved? When you do that, you see the situation in a way where you can make the change as opposed to expecting your kids to make a change that may not happen. You learn to become a more patient parent and find fewer frustrating moments throughout your days, hopefully. Okay, well, I hope you learned a little something something from me. That's all I have for you for this week. There you have it. I will see you next week. And as always, I would appreciate if it blessed you in some way that you stop by iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast and leave a review. I would appreciate that so much. I hope you have a great week and I will see you next time. Bye. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.